Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the modalidade on BTV, you can now catch the recaps and also modalidade talk on Befigan Pennant, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befigan uh, Pennant the only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Benfica Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão um culto. É que dá um que é liberado, que é crer, que é mental, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão para a explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talk to the Doll Befica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano Oliveira! Como é que What's happening, man? <sighs> Been a hectic day. Anxious, crazy, crazy day. But, you know, I'm here with the family, with the boys. My brother David on the other side of the border. You. We got spectators here in the studio. I mean, you know. It's pretty good. Pretty good evening. Ready to talk about some Benfica. Yeah, that's right. Dave de Oliveira, what's happening up there in the great white north? Nothing much. Good to be back on. We all got the uh, week's holidays uh, last week, but uh, ready and refreshed to uh, talk about Benfica. Lots of games to recap and preview this week. What yeah. holiday was that, Dave? No, my holidays. I I was at, we were supposed to do a podcast last week and I was oh, on vacation. I thought so, it was like uh, a holiday in, in Canada. Well, it was your it was your birthday. We all had to take the week off, you know. It was your right birthday, here. it was Peggy's birthday. Everybody. I, I, it was everyone's birthday. Are we live? We are live. Let's Let's so I uh, apologize for not uh, coming in last week, but here we are. We have uh, a Mosca in the studio. For Monopoly Pinta Costa. They try to eavesdrop on us. Hey. <laughs> so anyway, we got a lot to cover for you uh, tonight. We have uh, Murenz, Spartak, and Aroca recaps, uh, PSV preview, and Gil Vicente preview. We'll try to get to everything. Of course, we don't want to bore you with all the details of the older stuff, so we're going to try to breeze through that but let's uh let's get right into it episode 415 is what we're up to if i haven't mentioned that but we are now um i don't know you tell me where's the link to youtubers youtube follow youtube how you do that get the link and then once you have the link you have the link that's how it goes you have the link you have the link oh i see episode 
Now just 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 link. I think you press this button over here. É agora, agora share. Faz o share. Faz o sharing, sharing. Vamos fazer o share. Thanks everyone uh, for you guys that uh, have joined us uh, this this early. Um, again, we are going to um, here we go. Let's start with the Murarense game, the inaugural game for the Liga Nosh, uh, Liga B win rather. Sorry, I have to correct myself on that. Liga B win first jornada. Uh, Benfica against uh, 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 Morense. I'll give you the lineup. Vlaco Dimas was in goal. Verissimo, Otamendi, Vertonghen across the back. Gonçalves and Dias on the wings. Uh, Maite and Tarapt in the middle. Everton and Walshmit on the wings. And Ramos was up front. Um, let's 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 give some context to this lineup, right? So uh, Benfica obviously involved. In, uh, in qualifying for the Champions League. JJ said the priority is the Champions League. I personally don't have a problem with that, uh, with the priority being the Champions League. Yes, because I think that right now at this junction of the season, I think the priority has to be the Champions League because uh, not only for monetary reasons, obviously, but for also the, the historial and the prestige of a club like Benfica cannot be out of the Champions League uh year in year out uh not that we have been but every year we need to be there because of our history and our tradition so i i do uh understand that the priority is what jj said was the priority is the champions league and i i agree with him i agree with him and uh the league of is uh is 34 games uh so we have a lot of time to recoup any points lost uh early on but uh we're doing well Uh, Cristiano, what do you think of this lineup? And and let me ask you a question, right? This 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 lineup, and also understanding that the, we've already played another game, and there's been some um, some changes uh, in the lineup. Does the fact that he's able to make four, five, seven changes in these lineups and still put out a a decent product? Uh, and, and granted, Benfica hasn't been tested uh, yet. Uh, w w there's a big test coming up on Wednesday, but do you feel confident that this that this uh, this roster is deep enough uh, with the guys that we have on the bench? Well, I think you hit it on the head when you said Benfica hasn't really been tested, and so when you're going up against the likes of of, of the great Spartacus mm -hmm. and the Rocas and more Renses, right? Spartacus. Um, when you go up against those types of teams. <laughs> You're able to easily rotate and, you know, Benfica is deep enough uh, for these secondary teams, at least, uh, that they can put out their secondary lineup and still breeze through matches like this. Now, against Spartak, um, he fielded what he thinks is the Benfica strongest 11. But you see in the other games when they pretty much rotate seven, eight guys out of the lineup that, you know, they're able to do the job uh, just as easily as everyone else. And so, look, I'd much rather be talking about winning these games against nobody with rotating, you know, 15 players in and out as opposed to, to, to our disaster start to last season. So very much welcome. JJ, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Come Wednesday, my brother. Agora, now it's to the teams from the Pays Baixos, right? That's how you got to say it now. Pays Baixos. The lower, the lower countries. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. The lower lands. The lower please. It was Netherlands. Now it's the lower lands. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if to me, it'd always be Holland. So, uh, but anyway, uh, a game that could have been hard for Benfica is we, when we travel up north. There's always uh, fields are, are smaller, uh, things are more compact, teams defend, 
Uh, first game of the season, there's always some jitters. There's always some excitement in terms of, of uh, the teams. But, but Dave, early on, uh, ninth minute, one up Benfica with the with a heads up play by Verissim, who was able to uh, benefit off of kind of a, a a pinball play, get his head on on uh, on the on a rebound or or a clearing, and uh, got that goal in. Uh, then in the 19th minute, two nothing by uh, Waldschmidt, a heads up play by Waldschmidt, who uh, benefited from a loose ball uh, in the box. Uh, but Benfica did give up a goal before the half. But but Dave. What did you think overall of this game? Was it was it something that you were expecting? Well, it was always good to get the uh, quick goals uh, right off the bat. Many episodes last season, we spoke about uh, Benfica not capitalizing on their chances early in the first half, and that just allows the smaller teams to to close up shop and really start parking the uh, the bus. So. Uh, getting those two quick goals right off the bat kind of opens up the uh, the game and allows Benfica to play. Second half is a different story, but always good for uh, for us fans when Benfica gets the uh, quick goals, uh, releases a little bit of the uh, stress and tension on uh, on ourselves here. Yeah, and second half, uh, Diogo Gonçalves really makes uh, things interesting for Benfica, and in a play where, where JJ has, has mentioned that the players that have been playing. Um, both games are showing signs of fatigue. And, and to me, this play by Diogo Gonçalves just looks both of frustration. He's got a dribble. He's stripped of the ball. Then he chases after the ball and just lunges and hits a, a guy with his studs on his ankle. Uh, there was a foul at first. There was a yellow card. VAR goes and reviews it. And as soon as I saw the replay, I said, this is going to be a red. But Cristiano... Um, Diogo Gonçalves, who has been the guy that 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 got some minutes, right? I don't think that Gilberto is even competition for Diogo Gonçalves. He makes a play like this. This is the type of play that that uh, that coaches absolutely lose their effing mind when they see a play like this, leaving Benfica with a one goal lead with still 30 minutes to play in the second half. Uh, and it it was it was a difficult play. It's a knucklehead play. Come if you know whether it's from. A veteran, uh, you know, a pup like this guy, a guy with not that much of experience. But nonetheless, it's even more frustrating when the game is pretty much in the basket. You're controlling the situation. And all of a sudden, you're going to make things uh, a lot more interesting than they needed to be. Luckily for him, um, Benfica were able to come away with the three points. Um, But I think this is one of those plays that if JJ were to get upset at a young player like this, a lot of people will be. You know, trying to call out JJ that he doesn't like young players, yada, yada, yada. But the guy gives you an opportunity. You can't squander opportunity uh, that you get with knucklehead plays like this. But I just think he needs yeah. to understand the situation, needs to be aware of what's going on. Um, and luckily, it didn't cost Benfica. And so hopefully yeah. he learns from this. It's a learning opportunity. It's a guy that throughout, I'm, I'm pretty sure, his whole youth career wasn't asked to track back much and defend. And all of a sudden, he's playing a whole unfamiliar position to him. He's still adapting. But at the end of the day, he needs to be smarter. And um, I like to think the coaching staff took the opportunity to um, to explain to him, you know, to try to get him to understand that there's a time and place for everything. And he absolutely needs to use his head in situations like this going forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and look, if if you're competing with somebody for the job, this is a play that will cost you your job. Fortunately, 
Andre Almeida is still coming back from injury. We saw his debut against uh, against Roca, his comeback against Roca. But I, I don't know if uh, if Diogo Gonçalves has much in him anymore. Uh, in term, once Andre Almeida makes it and he's fully healthy, do you think he's going to get much play, much more playing time? Or you think it's going to depend on a system because he's a guy that's obviously more but vertical I, but, than Almeida. No, but I think Almeida could do the same thing he could do. And again, I told you this last year, Alfredo, and we've had I've, we've had this conversation on air, and we've had these conversations off air. So I mean, you know, very if I'm lying, you have no problem calling me out on it. I wasn't as impressed as everyone else was last season by the Ogle because I expected it to be. I expected a little bit more. Yeah, I, especially in a final third. That, def- that, that, that was my whole defending. Yeah. Look, he's going to go through his ups and downs. If there's hiccups, I was willing to work through that. But I thought that he could have been better going forward. There was a lot of times crosses into the second post. No, yeah. but a guy was making an early, you know, the, the run to the first post. He's going second. I just thought a guy that that was a national team player throughout the Portugal ranks, throughout his whole youth as a midfielder, I thought he could have been a little bit better um, going forward. And, you know, and again, he had his moments. Definitely had his moments. But – he also had his again, I, I, you know, he had his moments as well, his negative moments. <laughs> he had his moments, and then he had his moments yeah, also. Yeah, he had, he had a couple other moments. <laughs> uh, but so to me, it's not like he's been the hands down um, guy. That's you know, like I talk often, you got to grab the opportunity, grab, got to yeah. grab the bull by the horns. I don't think he's done that. I think he squandered, squandered a couple of opportunities. We see it now, and now you get a veteran back in yeah. Andre Almeida. Good thing for Gonçalves is that I don't think Andre Almeida is going to be ready to play week after week, ninety minutes. So he's still going to get his plenty of his opportunities, but he has right. to, to he has to knock out these dumb plays. Yeah, hence you know that that it's, one. They're play. costly. They could be costly. Exactly. So I think they're slowly going to play Andre Almeida in, in, into the lineup, but I don't yeah. think there's. I, I don't think Andre Almeida can't do what Gonçalves could do. I mean, not that he can't do. Yeah. Did that make did that make sense? They, yeah. They can't do that. Yeah. I think they both could do the same thing. How's that? That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. They have moments and then they have moments also. Um, <laughs> Andre Almeida was saying. Uh, Good moments uh, and bad moments. <laughs> Patrick Gomes was asking, does Andre Almeida have a shot of, of breaking back into the 11? And as you heard us discuss, I think that I once mean, he's fit, I think there's a good chance. But when the, your other two options, Gilberto and Diogo Gonzalez, I mean, it's not. But, but here's, here's I mean, is it really tough to get back at three eleven? But here's the other thing with uh, Andre Almeida. Nothing really would surprise me if Andre Almeida is also used as a third center back on that right hand side because first of all, he's got the stature, right? And he's got the defensive, uh, the, the defensive know-how. So it wouldn't really surprise me if he's used as one of the, ter- the third center backs. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Well, we did. We well, at first we were using him like a Swiss Army knife, right? We put him in a def- couple of different positions. So uh, let JJ work his magic and see if he can be put back there as one of the center back pairings too, right? Who Almeida? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look in an emergency situation. I think Almeida could play that role. And, you know, and, and I think it, it's it's less on his body, right? He doesn't have to do up, you know, doesn't have to do the wing up and down. I think he gets to conserve his energy and his body a little bit more. But, again, I think Benfica is well served in center backs, at least for now. We got plenty of options. Morato's jumped in there, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I think Andre Almeida is going to be another welcome addition to the Benfica's right side. Um, and, again, I can't believe <laughs> – we're on the Bifika podcast, welcoming and being, you know, saying we're glad. 
obviously we don't ever want to see somebody be injured and be out for long periods of time. So that aspect, yeah, we're glad that he's back. But I'm talking about in terms of his playing a bit. We're we're actually like positively, yeah, looking at this guy and welcoming him with open arms. And it's just how time has changed. Yeah, how, how things what have is changed. it? Time heals all wounds. Yeah, so, no, it, it, yeah. It, it's not only that, and and I think that. Both Cristiano and I are, are, are from a, a time where we're used to seeing Benfica absolutely demolished. And, and this is before the Vietnam. This is before JJ. So our expectations of Benfica and what we felt was normal standards has always been much higher than what it is now. And when you look at players like, like Andre Almeida, uh, like Pizzi, and we look at them and the stature that they currently have for the club – and when you compare them to other guys that we've we've grown up watching, uh, nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. But that just shows the how the level of expectations and of demand has gone down. Times are different. Times are different. Times are different. You know, different I mean, moments nowadays. As we all know, I'm not. I don't think I'm breaking any news here on the Bifiga podcast. Anytime anybody shows any type of promise on a consistent basis, these guys are gone ski. Yeah, you know they they they're gone quicker than a Benfica can yeah. attack on Rafa. Well, you know I, I mean, yeah. let's let's not forget that uh, that was a Benfica pre-Bosman uh, law, right? No, and, but, could, but even after that, we've had some some guys who we consider idols. After that, even after that, Alfredo, we've had. Yeah, I mean, not a lot, but we've had João Vieira Pinto, Simon Sabrosa. We've had guys. We've had, I mean, not a lot, right? <laughs> but we've you know. The good guys, um, we, we've had them stick around four or five years, and they got to make you know a case for themselves. Now, we look at it, these guys as far as Almeida, Rafa, PZ. These guys have been around for for you know they're the first ones in club history to be around for what do you call it? Pinta, Tinta, Nina, Santa Maria. What is it like three, four? <laughs> what, what's it called? Four in a row. The three, the three, the three. Tre- I don't. Tetra. Tre- tetra. Penta. Tetra. Yeah. There's there's all these yeah it's all these names in Portuguese but yeah they you know these guys are the only ones in the club history that have done so that's right so we like it or not hey they're right then and there they get their spot in the Hall of Fame that's they're right. legends right there they're the only ones that Jardel Feja they're the only ones that have accomplished that yeah and Davy uh, Davy Han is saying I'd I'd love to see Jota given a chance how many chances do we give Everton he's been below par and I think Jota and Embolo on the wing would couldn't be worse than. What Everton has shown. Love you, Davey. Uh, cool. Let's come on, Davey. Everton has la- finished the, the, the last season on fire, uh, and we thought, okay, well, the adaptation spe- period is is done. Uh, we're going to see a new Everton come the new season. But so far, and look, it may have a, a, a lot to do with the Copa America. Didn't have much time to relax. Went back to Brazil, took his head off off the game. Uh, but yeah, he, he has yet to uh, to get any traction, Everton. Um, Thankfully, it, we haven't needed. In terms it. He's of saving in, his bullets, yeah. In terms of Jota, I don't know. I think that Jota has gotten a lot of chances and really hasn't. Gotten Jota can't there. play a by the lead. He's gonna play a Benfica. That's a good point. Guy was averaging what ten point ten yeah. points. Jeez, I'm t- basketball term. Ten what minutes. Yeah, ten game. minutes a game over there by the lead. I mean, yeah. come on, the guy can't even play on the B team. Uh, I mean, let let him let him tear up the B team. Uh, those of you familiar yeah. with the American sports, a lot baseball guys play in the major leagues. They get sent to AAA, right? They make the yo. You can't deny me. I'm coming. They tear up AAA and they get called back up. Let him do his thing in the B team. If he's really that good, let him do it there, and he'll get his opportunity. 
Yeah, and uh, Mbolo, I think that M- I think that Mbolo will, will get um, he'll get an opportunity. But he'll get an he's opportunity. A year away. He's possibly a year away. I think he'll, he'll get an opportunity, but I think that you, you will see some some playing time this season, whether it's going to be this in the year? cup or not. Yeah, I think uh, I think he will. Well, see, he's I, absolutely tearing it. I don't, I don't see. I don't think he will because of this. You call me, you know, romantic or you know one of these fairy tale guys, right? Call me what you want to call me, but. I believe once Benfica gets past PSV, Benfica is going to sign at least another winger. We need we need a legit winger on this team. We got Everton on one side, Rafa, and then PZ split the other minutes. We need another guy, and I think Benfica will go get a left back, a right back, and another winger. I, I believe that's those are the three positions Benfica is going to try to reinforce uh, to really attack the the group stage, baby. Yeah, win what two games in the group? It was the last time we did that. I can't even remember. But you know, there's a goal. Hey, small steps, right? Goals, baby. Accomplish your goals. Set all your goals. Uh, important three points, especially to start. Dave, what numbers you got on this? Uh, this was actually uh, Benfica's eighth uh, season in a row, uh, starting this the Portuguese league off with a uh, a victory. Uh, did I say yeah? Eighth consecutive. So uh, last season opening loss came in 2013-2014, and uh, so good to get off on the right foot. I know JJ's record under uh, managing Benfica and getting off to uh, to victories isn't the greatest, but uh, good to see eighth the consecutive season that we've opened up the Portuguese league with a victory. It's always good to start on the right foot. For a while there, JJ was kind of like tripping out of the the, the starting grid, yeah. right? For a while there, Dave. I think yeah. like three or four years, like draws. Law. I, yeah. I think they, they, you know, but I guess. No, as a matter sure of fact, uh, this start by Benfica and obviously counting on um, the official games that, that Benfica has played so far. Um, I think we have equaled 2017-2018 uh, by Rui Vitoria. But before that, it had been 30 years. Uh, it was 30 there's, years there's, ago before we could actually we tied this this starting this starting record, if I'm not mistaken, Dave. Yeah, uh, the other one was Roswald Ferreira, and then the other two were by uh, Sven Goran Eriksson. Yeah. So it's only been done five times in the uh, last 50 years or something like that. Yeah. Shifting gears to the the to the Spartak Moscow uh second leg at Study Illusion. And let me tell you, Cristiano, nothing more satisfying than to hear fans at Study Illusion and albeit uh at uh only at a at a small percentage of what the Luge will uh, hold, but still loud, loud and uh emotional and, and look um I think that this Spartak game was really. I don't. I don't think that Spartak was as even in the same league as as Benfica. Dave, Dave, I hate. I hate to do this, Dave, but Dave, back me up, Oliver. Yeah, but wasn't this their hundredth year? Wasn't there? This was supposed Dave, to be their thank you, year. Dave, yeah, but they, were, they were gonna play with extra emphasis. Well, we, we can't forget the Rui Bombu. They factor. had they had that extra <laughs> investment. They invested another three dollars and fifty eight cents on a player, Dave. I told you guys it was a cakewalk. You guys kept comparing it to Paok. I mean, come on. That that last year was a fluke. Yeah, well, it could have been. It could have been. Uh, could have. If we, f- ah, yeah, yeah, we're gonna go down there. Let me, let me give you uh, let me give you the lineup, and we'll get started. Vlakovimus, Verissimo, Tamendi, Vertonghen, Gonçalves, uh, Grimaldo, Weigel, João Mario, Rafa, Pizzi, and Ramos. Uh, and again, emphasis on the stronger eleven with Weigel and, and João Mario. 
we had Maite against uh, Mureres to start the league, and I don't think he played he played bad, uh, but he still needs some time. But uh, Weigel and João Mario uh, in the midfield, it just gives you a different different set. Maite is that little thing that Messi walks around with, right? Sipping on Maite. Mate. Yeah, Mate. Oh. Herba oh. Mate. All that. Uh, it, mate. Is the, no, mate. No. No, yeah. that's how Austra- that's how uh, Australians I've like never, to, I've uh, never, refer to, to. I've never I've never friends. drank that. My mate. I've never I've never drank mate. Is it good? You guys drink it? No. You drink no. it? I haven't had it. Never had it. I'm not a big uh, fan of um of tea. Um we had <laughs> Not that type of tea, at least. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, Spartak came to Stadio Luz, and I don't, you know, they're down to nothing. But instead of going on the attack, they're on the defensive. They couldn't. Uh, yeah, Benfica, you try to catch Benfica sleeping with a put pa frente, <laughs> with a bombo pa frente. Benfica uh, pounded on them uh, real, really early. Uh, but we didn't get on the board until the 57th minute by João Mario, who got his uh, first, first goal, goal with a Benfica jersey. Sporting, um, thank you for not wanting him. You guys didn't want him. He sucks. Appreciate it. Well, they just didn't want to pay the money. No, no, they didn't want him. If they really wanted, they would have paid the money. That's, that's Never mind idea. Sporting. How about Inter? They got to go sell uh, Lukaku, and they got to go sell this player, but yet they let João Mario go for free. Couldn't get two bucks they, for... They, uh... they, they, they let him go for free. Come on, don't be naive, Dave. <laughs> Don't be naive to let him go for free. When when Bifi qualifies for the Champions League, Lazar Arzuzu will come for like thirty-eight million, and the seven million will be involved in there. Yeah. So yeah. So, so look, easy. It's look. The competition has been subpar. These are the types of games that Benfica has to win. We've said this so many times. Subpar competition is to do exactly what Benfica has done. And I know it's not one of these games, or haven't been these 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 four games that we played. It's not something that you should be looking back at the end of the year, like very proud. Look at those moments. But at the end of the day, you did what you had to do. And that's part of being a good team. You win the games that you have to win and you battle it out in the tough games. And so credit to Benfica for putting it together. Credit to JJ. Credit to everyone that's been involved. We all know it's been tough because of the whole COVID situation. It's been tough because of the president getting locked up. It's been tough because of the doubt from last year that we all that a lot of us have still hovering over this club. A lot of people still don't believe in this squad. A lot of people still don't believe in JJ. And they're doing what they have to do game by game. They're doing exactly what we all thought they should have done, which was beat these teams. And it did. So, you know what? Carry on. Next game, Gil Vicente. Yeah. No, we'll it, get to that because we got to still talk about Aroca. My, my, Aveiro, my hometown, back in first division. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not from Maroga, but they're from Aveda, so my hometown. Whoa, big up. Um, Cristiano, you're a citizen of the world, man. I believe so. That's Thank all you. That matters. That's, that's a, I'm going to get a shirt. Cristiano's a citizen of the world. That's right. Global citizen. Uh, no, look. Uh, I, I think, look, Cristiano brings up, um, brings up a, a great point. Albeit not very hard games, still games that we need to win. And when you look at an August where you have Benfica playing eight games beginning of the season where the legs aren't completely there yet. I mean, games like this, we'll, we'll take them all day in the same manner that we'll take the Roca game. And the important thing is you win these games. So far, we've won all four games pretty easy, right? The confidence level starts yeah, to build. Yeah. You start getting that win, that win streak. You, you, you know, you guys, you're in the locker room. We start looking at each other and like, yo, we can do this. 
got momentum, right? So much so that who knows? Going to the next game, things get a little bit tough. And like, yo, guys, come on. Look, we're, let's go. We've been doing this for the last couple of weeks. We can do this. Yeah. Because it's all about confidence. It's all about timing. And right now, the timing has been right. The confidence is, I don't want to say at an all-time high because, again, they didn't beat the likes of, you know, Real Madrid. But, you know, they're doing what they have to do. And that's what's important because we all know we'd be here killing them if they weren't playing, res- you know, reasonably well. They're not yeah. demolishing teams. They're creating plenty of opportunities. I think I think if there's a knock so far early on in the season is that we haven't been as clinical as we should yeah. be. And then against tougher opposition, you're not going to get 15 times, 15 opportunities a game. So you're going to have to be clinical. You're going to have to put those away. And so we could definitely get better, which should give us more confidence because we're winning these games easily, but there's still a tremendous amount of room for growth. Yeah. And so, look, all in all, applause. Carry on and, and let's just keep these wins coming because the confidence is going to get to a point where, you know, we believe we we can do anything. And that's 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 important for a player on the field. Yeah. Just a couple a couple notes on uh, before we close out this Spartak. Uh, we saw Yarmchuk make his uh, debut and he was involved in Befica's second goal. Um, and also Morato came in for an injured Vertonghen at the half. Uh, so we saw th- those two guys get their their debuts. Uh, Cristiano, we got him chook from what you've seen so far. My man, uh, look, 17 million well spent. Woof, 17. I mean, look, the guy seems like he's a complete package. He's not just a guy that's going to be in a box waiting for everybody to, you know, or, or, or not waiting for everybody, but what we like to call cherry pick, right? He's a guy that could create for himself, could get others involved. And obviously, you give him an opportunity in front of goal. He's going to do what he has to do. And so I think we should all be very encouraged. Again, subpar competition. It's not like he had Pepe marking him, you know, chasing him all around the field. That's really when we're going to see if this guy's battle tested. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's an impressive start. It's the first game, a new club, new teammates, the language barrier. I think it's a very, very positive start. Um, And the guy showed you that he's a killer. And so I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I honestly think. This is a huge step up from everyone else we have on the roster. Yeah. Dave, so. what do you think of uh, Yamchuk? Guys, I'm all on the uh, the hype train by, with him. It's going to be interesting to see once all these uh, strikers are healthy with Seferovic and uh, Darwin and even Pino. I think some of these guys are either going to be loaned or sold after uh, the... Champions League uh, qualifying is complete, but uh, all positive so far on the uh, Yaromchuk uh, train here. I'll tell you this much on Darwin, just 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 to hit on this, because as I told you guys 10 minutes ago, I really firmly believe this. If Benfica uh, win, they get past PSV. I think Benfica is going to go to the market. And they're going to try to get two to three players. And I've mentioned the winger before, right? The only way they don't get a winger is Sferovic stays. Vinicius, I think Vinicius is as good as gone. By by the time September rolls around, he'll be gone. So it'll be Pinu, Ramos, Darwin. Uh, Pinu, yeah, Darwin, Sferovic, and Yaramchuk. I, I think from what we saw last year, Darwin is not, in my opinion, not a box guy. He's a guy that you've seen him at his best when he's running with the ball with space in front of him. I think there's a possibility he might play on the wing, and especially in this new system where you're playing with one guy up top. That's going to be Yadamchuk. I think Yadamchuk is really going to have to mess things up in order for him not to be the guy up top. 
And so you got to get these other guys in the game. You got everything on one side. You got the speed, the velocity, the, 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 the power, the physicality of a Darwin coming in. I think it's I think that might be a place where he's going to play. And therefore, I retract that my, my previous statement where Benfica is going to go get a winger because I believe that he could potentially be that guy that could play, you know, in a 4-4-3 or, you know, 3-4-3, right? Because it's not even a 4-4-3. He doesn't play that. But 4-4-3 be too many guys too, right? Yeah, that'd be no goal. <laughs> but at least I caught myself. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. In a 3-4-3, he could do the whole flank. I think it's early, but I think it's something to look out for. Yeah. Nunduk is saying Brighton keep offering money for Nunez. Uh, I'm hearing 35 million. Why isn't Benfica taking this opportunity? I agree. I, I look. I I'm there with you, but I think a lot is hinged on the on Champions League qualifying. You think that's what that fly is here checking? They're here on behalf of Brighton <laughs> to see what we say about Darwin because he look keeps running. I mean, he's just flying around. Doesn't stop. <laughs> anyway, um, now uh, getting to more recent games, Benfica versus Zeroka. Benfica won this game 2 nothing. I'll give you the lineup. Uh, and this was the return to the 4-4-2 uh, because of Vertonghen uh, being hurt and Verissimo obviously being saved up for uh, PSV. Uh, Vlaco Dimas in goal, Gilberto Otamendi, Murato and Gil Dias. Uh, Maite and João Mario, Pizzi and Everton, Walt Schmidt and Yaramchuk. Well, Yaramchuk getting his, his start. Um, you know, look, let, let's let's talk about this game because um, I actually had the chance to do the the recap on Benfica Independent for this game. Great job, um, guys! By the way, you and everybody else. And uh, and obviously, you you can't talk about this game without talking about Benfica's first goal, uh, right? That came in, in the ninth minute. And um, so, if you if you guys didn't, haven't seen the play, uh, there was an offside. Um, the linesman raised the flag. The ball ended up at the goalkeeper's hand. Uh, that was a goal. Wait. Okay. You got to talk about the red. He's talking about the red card first. I'm talking about the red card. Okay, I heard the goal. It was an offside. It was an offside. It was an offside. Right, it wasn't a goal. It was an offside. The linesman raised his flag. The ball ended up at keeper's hand. The referee gave the advantage, signal advantage, never blew the whistle. The goalie rolled the ball forward out of his box to take the free kick, which he thought there was a dead ball situation, which it wasn't. Yaramchuk took advantage of the situation, went to the ball, tried to dribble the goalie. Goalie was outside the box, handled the ball, got a red card for denying a, a, a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Look, for me, it's really simple. And as as somebody that is uh, a certified referee, and albeit that I don't ref at, at that level, uh, right? There's a lot of times that in order for in order to keep the game flowing and, and chances in, in, in situations like that, you let the game flow. You don't you don't whistle it dead, especially when the keeper gets the ball and there's no clear advantage for the team that it was the infractor, right? So with that being said, the linesman did his job, raised his flag. At that point, if if it's me and and the, the guy did the same thing. He gave the thumbs up to the, the linesman, told him to lower his flag, and pointed, let's play. Advantage with his hand. At that same time, the linesman also pointed with his hand to, to play. Play on. Never was the whistle blown. The play was live. 
Look, to me, it's just a dumb mistake. And I think that all these guys say, oh, bon sense, uh, you know, common sense and this and that and and in the spirit of competition, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. It's a professional game. You should know the rules. So go ahead, Christian. Go ahead. I I, I disagree. I, I think it's one of these plays where I don't think anyone was wrong, but I don't think anyone was right. I think it was a total misunderstanding by everyone involved. And at the end of the day, look, you can revert to you play to the whistle. I get it. But, guys, look at the replay. And, again, look, this was against Benfica, and I have no problem saying if I was a rook, I would have felt like I was done wrong. Look at the play. The goalie gets the ball, and as he dives for the ball, he's, he's laying sideways across the box, and he's facing the linesman directly. The linesman has his flag up the whole time. Now the referee turned around. Turn, the referee signaled play on, turns his back on the goalkeeper. And again, I just think it was a total miscommunication by the referee to the linesman. There was no miscommunication. I, the me, communication was clear. No, it wasn't clear because the referee was. Alfredo, it was clear. He, told, he told them Alfredo. to put the flag down. And he said, play on. Alfredo, I'll show you the replay of the instant. I'll show you the replay. And I just saw it before. The goalie's When the goalie gets the ball and he's laying on the floor, the ref, the linesman has his flag up. Mm-hmm. He has his flag up. Yep. So I don't know. We don't. And what know. does the referee the, do? The, again, the, the goalie's looking sideways. Hear well, what out. does the referee do? Let me hear me out. Okay. I go just, ahead. It's a miscommunication. The ref, no miscommunication. Well, the referee could be telling the linesman, "Drop your flag, lower and your flag." And he did. And the goalie, if I made my point, you'd understand. Bala, bala. You see clearly the goalie has his head up and he looks at the linesman when the linesman has the flag up. I can't say when, at what point. I'm assuming you can't confirm. The referee can't confirm. Nobody. Maybe he took his his eyes off the the linesman, right, to get back up. He he saw the linesman. The flag was up. In the instant he turns his face, his head, whatever, the linesman drops the flag. I think it was one of those plays where it was total miscommunication by everyone involved. Now, I guess – the one with, that you could put the most blame on is on the goalkeeper because he has to play to the whistle. But at, it, to me, is clear as day. Guys, you guys watch chatting in the chat. You guys listening today, tomorrow, whenever the hell you're listening. Appreciate it, though. Thank you very much. Uh, check out the replays. Check out the play. He's clearly looking at the linesman. And, and again, it, who's wrong in that instance? Wait, did the linesman lower the flag as soon as the referee talked? We don't know. I just That's my point. Yes, he did. It, I don't, bro. I watch the the lines. The referee turned his back to the play, started running the other way like this with his hand up, signaling play on. The linesman's got his flag up, and I'll put it up here, Alfredo. Cristiano, what's the first thing that referees tell you, even as a kid? Play to the whistle. whistle. The first thing they tell me, shut up. Play to the whistle. You're obviously watching a, a recap of the game. There was multiple, multiple replays during the game that showed all the action that went on. Give him a thumbs up. Tell him to lower the flag. Play on signal. That's it. it to me, there's the, the communication. There's think, no lack of communication. I don't think you're understanding Technically, me. I don't think you're understanding me. The second the, rep, the second the goalie looks, the second the goalie gets the ball, looks at the linesman. And I'll show. I'm going to get it up. The linesman has his flag up. I don't know at what point. But I could defend the guy. Say, yo, look, he took his head. He took his, took his eyes off the linesman. Hey, look, he looked up. Flag is up. All right. Turns around. In that meantime, the referee, tell, I mean, the ref, the linesman brings his flag down. 
it was just a total lack of communication by everybody. And I think it's one of those plays. I think they were they, look. It was messed up on their part, on, on Aroka's part. Look, it's it's a clear handball outside the box. It's a red card. I'm not disputing the red card. I'm not disputing any of that. It's clear as day. I just think that there's a clear mix up between the linesman and the goalkeeper. That's my opinion. It's not going to change. I watched it over and over and over, and I'm going to pull it up here. You'll see the minute he gets the ball, he's laying on the ground. He looks up, and the linesman's got his flag up. That you can't – and I'll show you. You can't deny it. Now, did the linesman bring the flag up at some point? Yeah. Did the linesman say play? Yes. I can't tell you at that point if the goalkeeper's looking at the referee, at the linesman. I can't tell you. I don't know when the goalie took his eyes off the referee. Or the linesman, I should say. I don't know. But I could clearly, you clearly see it here. And anybody that's listening, go to YouTube, check it out, check out the play. The goalkeeper gets the ball, looks at the linesman. Linesman's got his flag up. Now, did what he, happened, did he hear the whistle? I'm, no, I just told you hear the whistle. I just told you didn't hear the whistle. Okay, told, then how is that? Just, that it's poor. It's poor understanding it, it, of the game again, rules by him. But didn't I start the communication that Communication was there. I, I, the it was referee a bonehead play by everybody involved. No, I think they're all to blame. Not, not okay. everybody. Technically, okay. technically, if and I'm saying this because I could say because I'm a certified Alfredo. referee. Technically, that referee did everything fast right forward, by the book. Fast forward to the second half. Fast forward to the second half. A corner against Benfica. Benfica clears the ball. Maite is coming out. Maite is coming out with the ball. Right? Uh, offsides at the linesman raised the flag. Benfica's got the ball. Maite gets pressure. The referee calls offsides, brings the ball back. It's a, it's a similar play. There was an offside. The referee let it go on. When there was pressure on Benfica player, he called it. Why? At that point, let it go. Benfica's got the ball playing advantage. Second half, too, it happened. Because, I, dude, I, I just think you can blame the goalie. At the end of the day, he has to play you to the whistle. Only I will agree with you. But there is a total lack of communication, man, by the referee. I don't the think lineup. there's any lack of communication. Okay, I'm going to show There's no lack of communication. That's fine. That's fine. The you signal bring... was clear. The the signal to the linesman to put the flag down was clear. The signal to play on was clear. There was never any whistle. There's no communication. Okay. Alfredo, I'm going to stick There's, by what I, I and say. And I can tell you that because during the game, they showed multiple replays of the play, which you might not be seeing on the clip that you're watching on YouTube. I'm telling you, they showed multiple replays. And technically, as a referee, that referee couldn't have been any writer no, the in the way the referee at the end of the day execution. just defends himself and saying look i didn't blow the whistle you got to play to the whistle the that's execution, it execution the signaling the body language everything was there the goalie just thought that the the flags up it's 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 an offside look he's a knucklehead for doing so but i could totally understand the mix-up that's me and look I, i've played in those situations i've been on the field plenty of times people screaming at her I, I could totally see how the play guy, the whistle. Uh, that's no, that I think what did I when I started this? I said he loses argument because you could t easily say, Yo, you didn't play the so whistle. You, you can't say Look, that there's a lack watch of the communication. Play. Oh, this is not it. You not can't say it, that there's sure. a lack of communication. I think it was a lack of communication by the referee in the last No, the linesman kept his how flag. How can you say it's a lack of communication when linesman, everything that he did is by the book? The linesman kept his flag up. After so not, not when really. he signaled to them, he put it down. He puts it down, and the keeper is still looking at him while he's putting it down. Dave, Might that's, be a split that's, section. Dave, Dave, that's the part I told you. I don't know, and none of us could confirm whether he was looking I at him confirm. or not. Well, you confirm he was looking at him. <laughs> I, can't, I can't confirm if he was looking at him or not, Dave. That's all. That's all I'm saying. No whistle. 
Ball is live. Okay. No, that part you're right. I just think, look, I bet you right now, I will bet you, I'm going to say some stupidity. I'll be quiet. I'll bet you anything you want. If that happened to Vlaco Dimos, everybody on my chat, everybody think he's still screaming and hollering me because the flag was up. Not me. Okay. That's fine. Not me. You guys are entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled Uh, to mine. So, so anyway, uh, so obviously that that red card, uh, Conditioned the the rest of the game and and uh, and Aroca uh, the, just defended themselves. Benfica was very patient and and trying to break through. Um, and uh, Walt Walt Schmidt did serve Yaramchuk, who's got his first goal uh, in a Benfica jersey in the eighth minute. And then before, um, I'm sorry, Yaramchuk served Walt Schmidt, and then uh, Yaramchuk got the feed from Pizzi. In the dying minutes of the first half, uh, to get Benfica up to nothing, and I think that after that, Benfica just uh, managed the the game. Um, something that I wanted to uh, to bring up here: uh, first game uh, for the league at Stade de Luz. Uh, again, good to see the the, the fans in in the stadium. Uh, but another thing is the the return of uh, Andre Almeida, and I know that we've already mentioned it here, but uh, to me, it's 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 a significant moment because um, anytime a, a Benfica player, and, and obviously Andre Almeida has the experience, anytime a Benfica player goes down for a, a lengthy time period, and this was ten months uh, with a with a very serious knee injury, and is able to uh, return, obviously, it's always a, a a good moment or a highlight, if you say for me. I don't know if I, if people feel like that. I know that there's not a lot of Andre Almeida. Uh, lovers, but still, the guy came in, and in 30 minutes that he came in, at least his, some of his crosses were accurate. You don't have to be an Andre Almeida lover; you have to be a football lover. And it's good, it's good to see players come back after devastating injuries like that. Anybody who's played the sport, any type of sport, anybody who's gone through an injury understands and knows how difficult it is to get back to your to, to your best, especially when you're on the other side of 30 already. And so, credit to Andre Almeida for today. I will not say anything negative about you. I love your mustache, by the way. It's good to see your gray hair back on the field. So, Stilu, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad it's another player that we count on going forward. Uh, not not going forward on the field. I'm saying going forward in future, you know, future games. But, yeah, but going forward too. Adding to the depth. Yeah. That, so, fantastic, Andre. Appreciate your, all your hard work because, you know, sometimes, man, some players just can't recoup. They can't get back to their best levels. Um, and, you know, credit to him and, it doesn't matter if it's my favorite player, Benfica, or, or or the player I despise the most, which I don't despise anybody, but, you know, player I dislike the most, I should say. You know, you never want to see anybody be injured long term. And so uh, I'm glad he's back. And uh, I hope he's just, you know, he's ready to go 100%. And he, like like you just said, adds to the depth. And my zone fan in also score. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, another uh, a game. And, and again, when you're when the games are coming fast and furious, Regardless of how you you get them and and how the ball bounces your way, it certainly it was a game that uh, played into Benfica's hands, uh, and certainly uh, the the bonehead play did make it uh, easier. Uh, Dave, um, numbers and facts on this game. Yeah, to uh, some that we've already touched on, Waldschmidt uh, scoring uh, a goal in this match uh, has now goals in both uh, league matches this year. Uh, has scored in consecutive games, something that he failed to do uh, all of uh, last season. So good to see he's on the uh, mark this season so far. 
Uh, Yaramchuk uh, has now been involved with Benfica's last three goals, the shot against Spakhtar uh, and the assisting goal this past weekend. Uh, and Benfica's now won their first official matches to open up uh, this season, something that hasn't been done, like we said, since the 2017-18 season, and that's only the fifth time in the last 57 years that Benfica's opened up uh, the season with four straight victories. Look, I'll tell you this much. If Waldschmidt was to just play the initial seven, eight games of every season, <laughs> he'd be the highest-paid player in yeah. the world. The he, he had a good I mean, high, a very good start last season also. Yeah, the guy scored like five goals in like six or seven games. Fantastic. Yo, go off of that and hide him the rest of the season. The dude will be one of the highest-paid players in the world. But here's the thing, right? He's 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 taking his opportunities as opposed to Gonzalo Ramos. Gonzalo Ramos, I mean, look, I don't know. Between him and Everton, maybe these guys are playing Kevat no post my Swiss. I don't know. And if that's the case, <laughs> hey, he's doing good. He's, he's got two already, right? One, one against Muridens, the crossbar. Yeah. And now the one that, I mean, the guy, I think the hardest thing to do in that whole play was hit the post and he <laughs> hit it. So credit to him. Maybe that's what he was trying yeah. to do because, I mean, he's by himself time. And, and so, look, yeah. now it, it, it needs to start. Yadamchuk's coming. We're not coming. Yadamchuk has arrived, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My man burst into the door and say, oh, I'm here. And, and, and if you're not taking advantage of those opportunities, yep. I don't want to hear Alfredo and my brother Dave in a couple of weeks. Oh, he doesn't play. Oh, does it? This is big boy soccer. You get opportunities just to put the ball in the back of the net. And you can't tell me it's not mid. He's getting them. I don't want to hear it. He ran all day long. Good, good. Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> That's my man. He hustled. All right, good. Sign him to a new four year. That's game. what we used to describe as Chervi. Oh, he, he runs hard. He, he plays hard. So uh. he's young. He's good. He's getting in those positions, but about listen, the big boys are coming. Sferovic will be around the corner. You got to take it for the, you know, if you want to play, you can't miss that. Yeah. You can't. He's just, and you know, I'm not getting on him. You know, I want the kid, bro. I want every single player being figured to win the Ballon d'Or. Right now, the leader in the clubhouse is still, is still Everton. No, what's his, not Everton. What's his name of the right back? Uh, Jefferson. No, what's his name? The right back. Gilbert. Gilbert Pedersen. Who's Pedersen? We got a player named Pedersen? <laughs> I said Ederson. <laughs> Ederson. No, no. Maybe in the U17s or something. I don't know. Uh, no, but Gilbert's still my man because of that goal he scored. He's still the leader in the club. But I want every player to do well. And I'm afraid of you know. Yeah. I talk my trash. and you know. But I want every player to do well. And I want Gonzalo Ramos to do well. But it, it's it be, things become tough for him. On their coach like J.J., who many know is not, you know, the biggest fan of young players, and then you getting by yourself opportunities in the six when no one around, and you're hitting the post, and then you got other guys coming off the bench making their debuts and making everything look easy. You know, th those opportunities are going to be few, uh, few, few and far, far between. between because Fedovic's coming, Darwin's <laughs> coming, is coming. <laughs> I don't Fedor know. Uh, hey, 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 was the who's, man. Who's, who's going to be bro? scared if you say Fedovic is coming? Gonzalo. <laughs> it might be the only person, but he knows his yeah. minutes are dwindling. And, all right. And look, uh, the Soroka game, albeit uh, an easier game, I can't help but to say that there's there's a part of me that was frustrated because we should have come out out of there with three, four, five goals easily with the level of or the lack of efficiency that we had. Um, and if you guys are follow our podcast in the beginning of the season or the preseason, I said, 
one of the things that Benfica is not doing is that we're not creating enough chances. And right now what Benfica is doing is they're creating a lot of chances. They're just not putting the ball away. Uh, and, and it's like uh, it's a law of averages. The more chances you create, the better chance you have of putting the ball in the net. Uh, but the efficiency needs to be there because you you play against a team like PSV. You got to have that efficiency because if you don't if you don't kill it, they will kill you. Um, so good good win for Benfica. And look, it, it sucks that it was at uh, at the expense of uh, of that mistake of the bonehead play. But let that be a lesson to that goalkeeper. I'm sure you will. Again, you will always listen for that uh, whistle going forward. Um, on a related news. Um, Benfica loaned out. This, this is the shit that I hate, Chris, about the, the Tugão. Benfica loaned out Tiago Araújo to Aroca. Well, why do you hate that? Because of the Couple timing of it all. So what's the problem? The timing of it all, because See, but, 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 the, the but, but, conspiracy theorists are going to say, oh, yeah, já estava comprado, já estava comprado. looking at it in a negative way. I mean, I look at it as president. I'm, I'm be serious now. President so, was there. They did the deal was, in person. The president was there. Opat, when 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 is it a better time to speak business with someone than face to face? Face to face. And look, we're a small club. We <laughs> we're are, a small we're club. A small, no, but it's, but goes, uh, you're talking about Oka. Yeah, that goes for everybody. We're a small club. We know you got players you want to loan out. Your B team players are starters on our team. They're going to help me fight and battle for survival. Hey. What do you got? This is what I got. Oh, okay, I'll sell it. I'll loan. Oh, okay. That's how business, guys. I know all of you are now into text message and all this crap, but if you watch the broadcast of the game and you saw Oroka's president, do any of you guys in your right mind think that guy could even send a text message? I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on, man. <laughs> That dude. Pull up a picture of him. I gotta look this guy up now. You see the interview? Pull up, pull up a picture. That of him. dude can't send no text message, man. Come on, he's like, oh, bye. we're gonna be in the building. We'll talk in person." Yeah, that's it. No, you know, but you know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, tava já tava vendido." You guys, you know, people will say, "Oh, Aroca committed two fouls the whole game, and that's because they, you know, they opened their legs for Benfica, and here's their reward." Blah blah. You know, people are always gonna say shit like that. You know that. It's just the timing of it all. It's just it just sucks, you know. But uh, but anyway, it is what it is. Moving on to next game. Uh, or next game, actually, Benfica's next game is uh, against PSV, and this is going to be the real test of the season. Okay, pull up the guy's picture. I got him up. He's a nice silver fox, this guy. I'll tell you that much. He's a silver fox? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's um, that's that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be, PSV. Tough, tough test for Benfica. Game comes up uh, this Wednesday, 8 p.m. local at Stade de Luz. Uh, Dave... Uh, you prefer playing at home first or playing at home in the second leg? I always prefer playing at home the second leg, but that's the reason of the draw. It's a 50-50 chance, but we got to make the best of our uh, opportunity on uh, on Wednesday. Can't uh, can't give PSV any hope going into the second leg, but okay. I always prefer playing the uh, second leg at home. Yeah, and, and let me remind everyone uh, that the – aggregate or the away goal advantage that's no longer in play uefa did away with that so uh we shouldn't need to be worried i don't know how i feel about that because i think that if benfica can play their game at stadio luge 
take advantage of that, get the result, and then go and and I'm not saying play for a tie, but more like manage manage the game away in Holland rather than um, playing a, away and then coming home to start to lose with the pressure. I don't I don't know. I think it's. I, I agree with you. It's 50-50, Dave, but I, I think that there's a lot of people that would prefer to finish out at uh, at uh, Stade de Luz. What do you think, Lionel? S- swing that mic over there. Here. There you go. Wait, 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 what's, what's, what's for you, man? What? Uh, Dave, uh, it's better to close out the leg at home, the second leg at home, but we can't at this point, that can't be in our minds. This is the task we have to do. Let's get the job done at, done at home and and close out second leg. Uh, these past couple games, we kind of just been managing, yeah, which is fine. The only thing I'm worried about is that now you can't start off the game managing. You, you got to go for the kill now. You're, that kind of worries me since we're still early days. And, yeah, the results have been positive. Um, are they ready to to go for the kill first minute and, and, you know, we can't miss our opportunities at least bare minimum. Well, the win, obviously is long. We just want the win, but at least if we could get a two goal advantage in the first leg, that'd be ideal, but it, it all depends. I think at this point with not having the away goal, I think that that takes a little pressure off of that. I don't think there's, it's as weighted as heavily as it was in a, uh, previous editions how how the champions league usually was so i don't know that we could look into that too much we, we just do we worry about ourselves we get the job done home and away and and let's just hope for the best and be positive and and let's see what we do i i'm curious to see who starts at center back that's what i want to see yeah uh otamendi's healthy verissimo's healthy if they go with the three with three i think we might even see morato there morato because Vertonghen, okay. Vertonghen is hurt, so I, I don't. That that's what I think that we may say. And right back, eh, I think Gonçalves. that Diogo Gonçalves yeah. still 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 gets it. I think that, yeah. Does Pizzi get the nod? I think that Pizzi gets the nod. I think that he, he's going to go with the strongest lineup, and I think uh, Vlakodimus, uh, Vertonghen, Otamendi, and. Vlakovimus, Verissim, Otamendi and Muratu, Grimaldo and Gonçalves. I think we're going to have Julian Weigel and João Mario, Pizzi and Rafa and Yaramchuk up front. No Everton. No Everton. So I don't think Everton is there yet. So Pizzi over Everton for you. Yeah. I don't. Not not for if 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 I if I look at two players right, and both players are level in terms of their uh, game rhythm, I'm picking Everton over PT. I'm not the biggest fan of PT. But I think that where we are right now, I think he goes with PT. Okay. My, I'm more of the opinion that if he's picking his starting 11, starting his best starting 11, PZ's not in that lineup. He's a great player. Yeah. He can fill in any game, I, but I don't think he's not a natural winger. And, and, and in that system... It may have worked against, you know, the opponents that we face now. But as we verse these stronger teams, I don't think PZ is in the lineup. And I don't think even when we play Porto, uh, I also don't think PZ is in the lineup. Regardless yeah. of form and, well, 
that's just personal opinion. Who I'm with you, man. What the old man thinks, it's up to him. But that, and that's the thing. We we don't know what's uh, what's in his head. We don't know what's in his head. But uh, I I think that if everything it's at it's at if everything has game rhythm, I think he's, he's he has to start over PT every every single time. You know, but I Everton just, might bring something off the bench more than a, a, a PT does too, right? So it might be easier to start a PT in the uh, starting lineup, see how that works. If he's not giving it by the 60-minute mark, bring in Everton and he can give you that splash off the, the bench too, right? Yeah. Plus, these, this is this is August. This is when PT is in prime, uh, prime <laughs> form. This is where he's scoring yeah. four goals and six goals, and then he can snooze off the rest of the season after he's already bagged in a couple of goals so this is prime pt uh time right here yeah dave what numbers do you got on this uh, psv team yeah historically we've got uh we've met seven times two wins four draws uh one defeat uh last meeting between the two clubs came in the quarterfinals of the 2010 2011 europa league uh benfica advanced uh during that meeting on a 6-3 aggregate uh, Benfica's all-time record against uh, Dutch clubs, 10 wins, 9 draws, uh, 6 losses in 25 official matches. And uh, PSV's coming into this match on prime form, undefeated uh, this season across all competitions, 6 wins in 6 matches. So hey. it's going to be a real test here. Hey, Dave, the next time you, you do these historical stats, <laughs> right? No, I don't, I'm not trying to be... I know where you're going with this. Give me you're going like, with the PK. No, I don't even know what talking about. Give, give me like the last 25 years. That's those are the stats. I don't want to hear about the 60s with Ozebu, you know, smashing everybody. Oh right? no, no. But Sam, I, I'll but tell I you. I want to know the last like 25 years. I don't know if you want to know the last 25 years. <laughs> I, I do. No, the last 25 years, yes. Yeah. But if there's anything, any memory about PSV. That that comes to mind is the is the loss in the Champions League final. No, but I'm not talking about PSV. He said Benfica all time against Paris Vasquez clubs, 10 8 and whatever, right? I'm talking I don't want to hear about that's Why not? Great. That doesn't count. It does, but I want to know what are you Vieta? But I wanna yeah, Benfica's <laughs> only existed from two thousand eight on. I want to know the last one. Yeah, because what about in the sixties? Because I will bet you, I will bet you ten of those wins. Eight out of ten of those wins came came before God knows before ninety four, before they played uh, with uh, with with. Now the you have me intrigued. Give me give me some time here. No, because, but, no, no. But the point is this, guys. The point is this. It's not just Holland. It's the historical numbers again. You name the country, because Benfica's been so freaking putrid in European competitions over the last twenty five years that these numbers. Where once and where, where they were once impressive, you break them down to the last 25 years, freaking putrid. That's why I want to know. Where's the positive Cristiano? Well, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you got you there, brother. No, no, I want to know. I want to know because I'm, I'm trying to be positive. I'm, I'm waiting to yeah. be positively, uh, no, positively you, uh, surprised. You got you there. Uh, PSV usually lines up with a 4 2 3 1. Uh, Mario Gotze is one of the names that, uh, that you recognize on this team. Uh, but one of the names that you want to uh, keep in mind is, uh, as Sergio Cicada mentions it, Madueki, uh, which uh, apparently is going to be the 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 next big thing to come out of PSV and to, to uh, fill their coffers is going to be this uh, this kid, uh, winger, very fast, talented, technical. 
Um, and I think that uh, this is going to be a good test. And if we... Grimaldo's going to have a skating uh, <laughs> ice skates on. Uh, uh, well, Gilles, maybe Gildias. Gildias. But uh, uh, but the thing is that I you know if, so far we've kind of praised and we've looked at this Mefica team and felt encouraged by everything that's going on. But certainly this PSV game is going to be a, a game where really we're going to see where the litmus test is with this Mefica team and where this Mefica team is at this stage of the season and early on. Um, personally, I think that Mefica has as the talent and the quality to be, beat this PSV team. Um, but I just think that we can't be wasting the opportunities that we have wasted uh, in these past games, uh, that's going to be the key for me. Um, because if you put away half the chances that you create, you're going to be left in a very good position. Uh, PSV team so far, as Dave mentioned, six games, six wins, only two games allowed. There's a spanking in the Super Cup of Ajax for nothing. Uh, they got past Galatasaray. They got past Midland. Um, to get to the stage and, and, and to force a, a match with uh, with Benfica. So I, I don't know. Cristiano, um, I asked Dave this question earlier. Do you prefer playing at home first or playing at home last? Last. Easy. Because then you know, you know what you got to do. But again, now, but now, because of the away goal rule not existing, I mean, I guess it, to me it doesn't really matter. But I would, you know, because if you go to the on the road, you score that first goal, and then you come home, defend it, you know, and you got your fans behind you. I thought playing at home was a better, a, a, you know, second leg was a, was a better advantage. Now with the away goal gone away, I'm I'm not sure anymore. So I mean, I'd have to see a little bit more, but I still, I probably would still prefer to play at home the second leg. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the away goal not being a factor anymore, I think you know Dave had mentioned it was a fifty fifty. I I think I'm 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 there too. Um, somebody that one of the guys that we that did the Shkal, he says he prefers to play at home first uh, because it kind of reminds the tone. Remi- yeah, re- and it reminds him of that fixture against Juventus where we played our game at home. And then we went to manage the result. And I'm not saying play for for a tie. But that's but that's but now the other team has to come to you. Agreed. But that's when no. That's when you play a big team. If you get to set the tone at home, like Juventus was the favorite. When Benfica's the favorite, I'd rather play the second game at home. But when Benfica's going up against a team like that, like that year, right? Juventus supposed to steamrollers, you know, it's the big almighty Juventus with these, you know world-class stars and all these millions invested, then it's like, okay, look, we catch these, we catch these dudes with the pants down. We're in, baby. And, you know, that that's, I think, when it works in your favor. But uh, I've always been a fan of playing the second leg at home because you know by that time, you know what you have to do. You know what you, you know, you've measured your, you know, your, your strengths already against other teams. And, and you know if you have to, Go all in, defend. You know what I mean. I I think it's it favors. And in my opinion, it always it always favored. Um, I I, I like that that I'm trying to read you and I'm trying to talk at the same time. It always I thought it favored uh, the home team playing the second leg at home. Yeah. Um. Also coming up this weekend is a game against Juve Vicent, one of the 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 few teams that's still undefeated in the Liga B. Win, Dave. What do you got on Juve Vicent? I didn't bring break my historical stats here from my. <laughs> 
from 1990, Chris. So Julie might have not existed beyond 50 years, so you're safe, Dave. Okay, 33 wins, seven draws, five uh, defeats. Uh, last season, we split uh, the matchups between uh, Joe Vicente. Uh, in Barcelos, we won uh, 2 nothing. However, we lost 2-1 at home, which uh, was ultimately our final nail in the coffin uh, last season for the uh, the league. And uh, like you mentioned, Alfredo, uh, Jo Vicente is still one of the uh, undefeated teams this season after being beating Bovista and uh, Portimonis uh, the yeah. first two uh, weeks of the season. Are we really keeping undefeated stats after two games? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's two hey, games. They haven't. They, they have yet to allow uh, a goal, and they're in second place in the table after after a whole two games. Fantastic! Pack it in. Can we stop the count? I bet you that's what they're all saying. Stop the count. Stop the count. Their Twitter account, probably. No, look, uh, and, and as Dave mentioned, uh, I think that Juve uh, sent give us a hard time last year, but who didn't give us a hard time last year? <laughs> but uh, you know, it's 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 a game that comes after this PSV game, which obviously is of extreme importance to Benfica. So Benfica needs to get past the PSV game and refocus domestically on the task at hand against Juvicent. And obviously on paper, Benfica has everything to there'll be another win, rotation. Win like handling. I said before, it was key that they were winning these games that they're supposed to win. It'll be another rotation. Um hopefully look, I don't you know, Benfica handles their business against PSV on Wednesday. I have the utmost confidence that Benfica can get through this uh playoff as well. It won't be as easy as Partak, but I still think Benfica is the better team. I think Benfica will get through. And then you play the reserves. And I don't think, you know, it's for against a competition, against an opponent like Gio Vicente, I think Benfica's secondary guys, right? The suplent, Um, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're capable. Are you good enough? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they're capable yeah. of uh, handling the business and uh, yeah. getting Benfica another three points. Well, especially what we've shown in terms of squad rotation and the quality being there, not being too much of a drop-off in terms of quality. I think that uh, JJ is quickly winning a roster and winning a lot of players on the roster. There's always going to be guys that are going to be left behind, obviously. Uh, but you can't say that guys are not getting chances early on and they're haven't stepped up to what the expectations are. And Alfred, we've had numerous, countless conversations since last season about what the hell transpired last year. What went wrong? What didn't go wrong? And I know a lot of people criticized JJ and a lot of people cracked on the fact it was COVID because every other team had COVID. But I, I stated it here, Dave, positive Cristiano, right? I, when you give JJ time, you give him a proper preseason the guy is able to get his teams playing relatively good football oh, you didn't give him a proper preseason last year no how come just well, guys had to run freaking eight feet apart right they couldn't come in contact well that but, and he came straight from brazil too yeah. like, a couple of like a week or two and then they had the power game yeah. I mean, you're, you're biased because you're a jj lover uh, uh christian See, I have no problem admitting I'm a JJ lover, but if you're telling me you had a proper preseason last year, you're naive. You had enough tools to do the job. You just Again, do it. If the oh my god, if Benfica would have played the second leg at home, if it was a two-legged affair, Benfica would have demolished them four-zero at home. Unfortunately, 
they didn't have that luxury to play a second leg at home. And, and it's on JJ. JJ dropped the ball. But I have no doubt Benfica would have demolished, not demolished, but Benfica would have beat him 3 4 0. And maybe the whole attitude, maybe other players would have came in. Maybe we're sitting here talking about a whole new team. But look, we don't live on maybes and what ifs. But the fact is, I think it's undeniable when JJ has time to prepare his players, when he has time, a proper preseason, everywhere he's gone, his teams have played good football. I didn't say they're champs. But I don't think we saw good football last year. <laughs> we would have at least seen good football. You give the guy the proper amount of time. Um, Sergio Cicada saying that our boy Maite can hold it down against Luis Vicente. He had a great game against Soroka. Yeah, I, I, I did think that he had that. And I think that within three, four games, you'll see be seeing you might Maite, have to count. Maite with Jomari. You might have to count on Maite in a game like this with a lot more physicality, a lot better horses, yeah. a lot better you know caliber player in a PSV. I, you might have to count on a Maite in order to bring in that that you know that presence, that physical presence yeah. in the midfield. Vigo, you know, good player. We all like him, but he just, he lacks that physicality, that he aggressiveness. Did. Yeah. When you and when Maite, you... Maite's an imposing dude. You know, you you're going up against Maite, you better be ready. Yeah. No, it, you know, and and when you look at JJ's uh, game ID and game model, you, you know that that's the guy that he uh, that he prefers, a guy in the middle that's going to bring that physicality. Because, look, I, I think, uh, in, in actually, from, from my playing days, um, guys that be, step in between lines and you could, on a 50-50, you could be physical with them and make them aware that you're there and every time he's going to, be in that space you're going to be there to meet him that is the type of Maite uh, the uh, player that Maite is he's gonna assert his presence he's gonna make his presence felt and guys are gonna think twice when they go for a 50-50 against him because he's strong uh, and I think that's the type of uh, a player that uh, that JJ likes but not only for his physicality, but also what he could do. He could protect the ball. He can make a pass. We've seen some short. We've seen some long-range passes from him. Composure on the ball. Uh, I like what I've seen so far uh, from him. Um, but I, I do think I'm a firm believer that in three, four games, he's going to be the starter, and and uh, Weigel will be uh, will be relegated to the bench or or be a, a rotation player. Weigel be wearing Chelsea blue. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Sikir is also saying, uh, send in your questions. We'll, nah, before we'll Sergio, I just want to touch up on Davey. Davey, yo, by the way, all you guys, man, I appreciate I love you guys. Thank you very much for, for, for participating in the chat, man. This is why we started doing it live, because we want to interact with you guys, and it's fantastic. I absolutely adore it. But as, as Dave said, right, if it's in butts were candy and nuts, SLB went into that game knowing that it was, you know, basically a single game against ball, and they dropped the ball. And I said that. JJ, that's on JJ. We all know JJ's messed that one up, I, and, and I'm the first one to say it. But at the same time, David, we all know if they play that second leg, it, it, it ain't going to be the same result. But, again, they didn't have it. It's Again, we're playing the ifs, right? And uh, we'll never know. Fact is that JJ dropped the ball, and uh, it was a disastrous season. And so, fan or no fan, um, the only reason I, I, I didn't jump on the whole, like, get out, you know, get rid of JJ wagon was – I give him a pass for last year. I think last year was a very difficult situation for any coach. But again, when it's at Benfica, the pressure hits differently than than any other team. And COVID, Benfica struck like 23, 24 members and players, members of the staff and players. It wasn't easy at, at all to handle. Should have done better. 
even that being said, they should have still done better. But I'll give him a pass for that. I think if um, I think right now he's he's you know quieting his his doubters, silencing his doubters. He's doing what he has to do, as we stated. Very weak opposition, but last year even through this weak opposition, we couldn't breeze through it as we are this year. Yep. So credit to him, credit to the players for having a bounce back year and. We all know the pressure is on. We all know these players want to show to everybody that they weren't, you know, as crap as they were last year. And JJ himself understands what's at stake. So um, let's go, baby. Keep it yeah. moving. Sergio Cerqueda is also saying that Gilles Diaz looks promising. Look, to me, as Gilles Diaz going forward, I think that he offers a lot. And my problem is him defending. And he really hasn't had to defend that much against the opposition that he's had so far. But Cristiano likes him because he's from his hometown. The many hometowns that Cristiano has. Come on. If that dude's if that's not my hometown, then I already told you the best guy to come out of Gafania, the biggest talent to come out of Gafania is Cristiano Oliveira. Quintron's grandparents from my hometown. He spent every summer. <laughs> yeah, but Quintron is not from no, Gafania. No, he's not, but he spent every summer in my hometown. That's where he learned that's where he learned how to dye his hair with the blonde, you know. The seven degrees of Quintron that we were playing. Bro, you guys are just jealous. I mean, call it what it is. Oh, who comes from Alk shit? Shit. Who comes from Alk shit? Sergio Sergio also said, do we ever start Do we ever start Weigel and, and Maite together to shut down a midfield in UCL? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. I think that I Weigel so. could, could play eight. Yeah, Not now, because right now, the way Jomar has been playing, nobody's uh, going to play over out. So now, to it, answer your question, it, said, <laughs> if Benfica, not if, when Benfica makes it through the group stage, and my and and, and Vigo's still on the yeah. team, yeah, there's a good possibility, but right now, there's no reason. Look, it ain't broke, you don't fix it. We should, uh, we should change Romario's name and his initials of JM to Joga Muint. Oh, hey, monks. Are you ready for that? Hey, we'll, we'll see. The guy, the guy's been absent from the national team for like 20 years, and all of a sudden, he has a couple good games against some monks, and he's back on the radar. Gotta love it, yeah. Look, uh, Sergio, Sergio Cerqueira also says JJ deserves another season to implement it. Look, I, I'm with you, man. The thing, a smart guy. The thing, the thing with me is that whatever margin of error JJ had, he's already used oh, up yeah, last it. season. To me, I expect nothing but league, league cup, taça de Portugal, and a good showing in the Champions League. That is the expectation that I have of JJ. A, at least two domestic trophies and a good showing in the Champions I, League. I'm on board with all three, but the problem is when you play that other team with the referees, the best play. I mean, it's rough to go up against referees, man. That team's stacked. That but referee you, team. You got to play just like a JJ's first year. You got to play Look, enough that... that any re not e you can beat referees and all. Look, I, I think right now, I think right now, Benfica, Benfica is doing the right thing, concentrating on the Champions League. We'll talk about that. That, yeah, that, you know, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Right now, objective number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's, it's to get in the Champions League and, uh, yeah, do what you got to do. And Be then look, a competition at a time, a game at a time. Benfica is definitely deep enough to attack these, uh, you know, uh, Tasa de Cerveja games and everything else. Um, yeah, because that's that's also going to, as Chris, Cristiano mentions a lot here, and he's mentioned quite a bit, getting in the Champions League is going to open up doors for other players to come in. So after that, it might be a whole different season and roster that we're looking at. 
key players, I would say. Well, if they don't make the championship, if they make the championship, if they, no, there's, there, there will be there will be players coming in now. I I think at minimum three players come in. Three players, minimum three players will come in. Fullback, fullback, forward. No, no four, four, four. You're gonna get rid of forward. Fullback. I told you two fullbacks. Keeper. Two no two fullbacks and a in a winger. Two fullbacks. Two fullbacks. A right one and a left one. Wow. Uh-huh. We're gonna trade Gilberto in a bag of balls for somebody. I think Gilberto will be gone. I think I think I think there's a great possibility uh Lazaro comes in. And that's a guy that can play right back, he can play right mid, he can do the whole flank, especially in the three five two. He could absolutely do that whole flank. So there's no need for Gilberto. Gilberto, believe it or not, you guys like the crack on him, but no Brazil oh cara cracky. A lot of market out there. Did you see that? I I sent a, a picture of the group chat. There was a dude that went and got his vaccine, and he had uh, he had. Uh, it was Dave. That was Dave. Dave's messing around with his mic. Um, he got a vaccine, and he had like a a scarf from the team he represents, and he said, "Vacina non doi, que doi etero cortes na lateral." Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So, no, I, I think that was Portuguese, dude. No, that was in Brazil. That, that was in Brazil. Brazil. Damn, um, even in Brazil, they're cracking on them. Yeah. Davey, uh, Davey is always saying, you, you think JJ will stick around with his buddy behind bars? He said it many times. The only reason he came was because no, but JJ, But JJ signed a two-year deal. He, yeah. he clearly he's, he's said. Locked, he's he, locked in. He, he could have gotten more. He said, no, two years. He's locked in. Yeah. I think that no, I think he's locked in. If they, <laughs> he's locked. Maybe locked is not the right word. If, if they, if if we have the freaking Nazar, man, the bad luck of not going through PSV. I think I, I honestly think there's a good chance JJ stepped down. But that's if they don't make it through. That's me, my personal opinion. I think he's gonna say, look, I came here for a job. I failed twice. My guy ain't here. I know you guys are against me. The you understand the pressure. There's a, there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance he steps down. Me personally, I think it's there's a good the, chance. Yeah, there's down. there's a good chance that if things don't. It doesn't go matter well. what he does the rest of the year. Nobody's gonna care. It's gonna be back to back failures. It's gonna be you're attached to Luis Vieira. Nobody's gonna care. Nobody. Yeah. They don't care what he does the rest of the year. Yeah. I no, I, I don't know. I think that the pressure is gonna be too high. As I, as I mentioned. Whatever margin of error that he had last year, he's he's waste or that he's had, he's wasted it all on last year, regardless of COVID, regardless of anything. The question it's is just way too many failures. The last question year. is this: even let's just say, because you think we're crazy, I'm crazy, but let's just say he doesn't step down, right? Let's say I mean I don't even want to I don't even want to entertain this, but we'll, we'll we'll just play this play this through. Humor me. <laughs> they they don't get through PSV. And he doesn't step down. Does Rui Vitor, Jesus Christ. Does Rui Costa then turn around and say, look, I got to distance myself from this guy if I really want an opportunity to win these elections, whenever the hell the elections are going to be. Alfred, honest. I, I think, think he's got. He has. Do you to, think he, he distances himself? I think that Rui Costa has to take the pulse of the fan base. Okay, and the pulse is negative towards JJ. If the pulse is negative, there's a good chance that he has to separate himself because here's the thing. He's going to be trying. Um, he's going to be looking for brownie points. Obviously. Yeah. So if if separating himself from JJ uh, wins him the election, it's probably what he's going to do. Because separating but, yourself from JJ is separating yourself from the past, from the other that so, right? I'm just... Well, it's not only that, but you're also saying... This is not good enough for Benfica. 
we need better. And the fact that you didn't make a Champions League, I think it's it's a failure. It's a big yes. And who do you failure. bring in? Verissimo? It is what it is? I don't know. Maybe you bring Fonseca. <laughs> Fonseca is out of a job. Fonseca. Come on. Fonseca is going to the MLS. But no, he turned it down. He turned it down. He turned it in. That was Atlanta, right? Yeah. yeah. Fonseca is out of a job. I don't know. Will Fonseca take, take Benfica's uh, chair? That's that's a big question, too, because he's already had bad experience at uh, at Porto. No, if 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 JJ has a very successful season, I think that he'll continue. I don't think he's going back to Brazil. I don't think I don't think he'll be back either way. I don't I don't think he'll be back either way. Call me crazy. I don't think. He'll be yeah, Victor touched the saying uh, rescue rescue Jardim from Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. We, I mean, I think we tried at one point before we got Laj and uh, Bro, Jardin just wasn't Jardin. just wasn't interested in coming to Portugal. Jardin's so great. How come nobody hires him? Since Monaco, nobody's hired him. How great can this guy be? Guy, guys to go out to the Middle East to get a job. Well, it's like JJ. What JJ? JJ was Brazilian, cara. Yeah, foi para Arábia. Foi para Arábia, foi lá no Brazil. He was ready to go to Barcelona, but he didn't speak English. <laughs> 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 or Spanish. <laughs> Never mind uh, that Catalan. Catalan. Anyway, um, that is all we uh, we have for you tonight. Uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, for for checking us out. Those of you that were uh, active on the on the chat, we appreciate it very much. Thanks a lot. Um, at ten co ten at eighty seven do eighty seven is where you can find Dave and Cristiano. On Twitter, at Benfica Podcast is where you can find the podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Instagram, and we're also on Facebook. So if you want to communicate with us through there, that's where we're at. Thanks a lot. Next week, PSV Breakdown, Juve Cent Breakdown, and look ahead for what we got next coming up in uh, August, which is probably not much In August. Much we're else. in the middle of August already. <laughs> no, but we're going to have, uh, what, maybe at least a couple more games in August, right, Dave? Uh, there's Tondela. And then and there's that, some, that's it. And then there's an international yeah. break. Tondela. <laughs> you know, you guys was, didn't make your, your land of the clocks joke, joke either. Yeah. Dave, we, you beat that, me to the point. I was going to say the most impressive thing about tonight's pod is we actually got through a whole pod talking about Juvie Sent and no cock joke. That's Dave, right. Dave messed it up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We, that, that, you know, that, that, that the cock thing gets, gets old after a while. Take care, everyone. Have a good week. Uh, be safe out there. Valeu. Later. Follow. <laughs>